welcome to The Bazaar. All right, it's the third episode. It is the end of June, and I am profoundly sweaty while I'm recording this. Hey, everybody, I'm your host, Alicia Grek. Uh, I can't tell you how paranoid this podcast has made me. I talk of big game, but little do you know, last night I was tempted to sleep with a nightlight on. So take that adulthood. You can't have me, not yet. I'm still a child because I am mentally 12. In case you don't know the routine by now, episodes of The Bazaar are posted every Friday, so make sure you are watching out for it on whatever podcasting platform you prefer. Just so you're aware, The Bazaar will deal with mature subject matter, language, and disturbing content. Audience discretion is advised. I think I'm getting better at this whole intro thing, uh, so let me know if episode by episode I'm becoming less and less painfully awkward with this. (laughs) I always feel like I start out these podcast episodes like I'm starting out a really bad blind date. I mean, hopefully you wouldn't talk about weird unsolved cases and true crime on a blind date. Um, Based on experience and being obsessed with this stuff, I always feel like conveying these cases to people who aren't as mystery inclined, it's not always well received. (laughs) Today we'll be covering the Winchester Mystery House. No, not the 2018 horror movie starring Helen Mirren, but the actual Winchester Mystery House. Most of the research gathered today is from good old Wikipedia, the Winchester Mystery House official website, and of course, allthatsinteresting.com. I'm not affiliated with allthatsinteresting.com. I'm just a really big fan of their website. They have some really cool articles up there. So if you're interested in wacky goings on and unexplained goings on, definitely check out that website. Now this was done completely unintentionally, I promise. When I was putting the research together for all of these episodes I didn't plan on doing two California episodes back to back it's totally not my fault California is just a wacky place Um, actually some of the most famous unsolved cases have happened in California specifically southern California it almost feels like sometimes there's this weird dark cloud around one of the most sunny glamorous places in America so that's kind of interesting to think about The Winchester Mystery House is known today as an architectural wonder and historic landmark in San Jose, California. But it was also once known as the personal residence of Sarah Winchester. Sarah Winchester was the widow of William Wirt Winchester, so he's literally WWW, which I find hilarious. Um, Because of this, she was also an heiress to the large cut of the Winchester arms fortune. The name Winchester might sound familiar to you, aside from the popular, like, supernatural show with those two guys who fight demons. It's actually the family that created the famous Winchester rifle. Now, before we get to know the famous property itself, let's get to know the woman who built it. Sarah Winchester was born around 1840 and grew up in a high-class world. She was enormously accomplished, even from a young age. Sarah spoke four languages and played three different instruments. She married the love of her life and soon after gave birth to their only child, Annie. Sadly, her happiness was short-lived. In her late 20s, her daughter Annie passed away, followed by the death of Sarah's husband, William, a decade later. After William's death in 1881, Sarah inherited 20 million and 50% of the Winchester Arms Company. This made her one of the wealthiest women in the world at that time. 
Newly in possession of this vast fortune and grieving the loss of her family, Sarah, as many people did during the time, sought advice from the occult. Now, in hindsight, I don't know if occult is the right word, maybe a spiritualist or a medium. It was actually really common back then, as many people, especially wealthy people, would find comfort in those that could contact their lost loved ones from the beyond. As spooky as that sounds. We don't actually know today what transpired between the two women, but the story goes that the medium channeled Sarah's husband, William, who then advised Sarah to leave New Haven, Connecticut, and go out west to California, where she would have to use her fortune to build a home for the spirits of those who had been killed by the weapons created by the Winchester Arms Company. It was either that, or she would be haunted for the rest of her life. Now, talk about a shitty deal. So you're given all this money, and all the power that comes along with the responsibility of owning a part of a company, and just when you get handed everything, after your family has tragically died from illness, it's pointed out that it's like haunted money, and you're going to have to live the rest of your life making up for mistakes that you never made in the first place. There's a lot of evidence that actually points to Sarah Winchester being a kind of radical for her time. She challenged a lot of rules and status quos. Her reclusive ways and eccentric house building made her infamous around the community. She was an intelligent woman who grieved openly, which was uncommon for the time. Ladies were supposed to be quiet, reserved, and modest. Sarah was none of these things. She flipped that idea of the middle finger and spent her fortune the way she wanted to. This all led to her being ostracized in the community. So she said fuck it and became close to the staff that worked in her house. They seemed to be the only people that understood her. Sarah spent a lot of money and went to great lengths to make sure that the people who worked in her home also felt like it was their home too. She made sure everyone lived in comfort and was treated like family. Regardless of her odd behavior, the staff that worked and lived there gave her unquestioning loyalty. From the years 1886 to 1922, the construction on the Winchester mansion never stopped, even in the middle of the night. Now, I don't know how Sarah was getting any sleep between those years because I would never get a minute of shut-eye with people doing construction on my house. Today, the Winchester Mansion stands at over 10,000 windows, 2,000 doors, 160 rooms, 52 skylights, 47 stairways and fireplaces, 17 chimneys, 13 bathrooms, and 6 kitchens. Care to guess how much this nonsensical beauty costs today? Okay, think of a number. Got it? Good. Allow me to blow your mind. The Winchester Mystery House today racks up to about 71 million US dollars. So, as a plan, you win the lottery and you can buy the Winchester Mystery House. It can be yours for a low amount of 71 million dollars in this economy. When Sarah was building the house, there was no plan, no blueprints, and no end goal. Inside the Winchester house, staircases climbed to enormous heights and ended up leading to nowhere. Doors opened to blank walls and corners rounded to dead ends. As if that isn't wild enough, Sarah insisted that the house be only built using redwood. But she hated the look of redwood, so she ordered that it must be covered with a stain. I don't know if this was a personal thing or if for some reason ghosts are partial to redwood. But by the time the house was finished, over 20,000 gallons of paint had been used to cover the original color of the wood. By the turn of the century, Sarah had her ghost house. Sorry, did I mention there were two basements? 
Who needs two basements? One basement is creepy enough, even for a ghost house. Not only was the house giant, but the decor inside was super fancy. Anyone who got the chance to be inside of the home could tell that no expense had been spared. Sarah had gold and silver chandeliers hung from above hand parquet flooring. Parquet flooring? Someone correct me if I'm saying that wrong. There were dozens of stained glass windows. One was actually created by the one and only Tiffany & Co. Some were even designed by Louis Tiffany himself. Wild, right? Extremely rare for the time it was built, Sarah had electrical work and plumbing installed inside the house as well as hot running water. Additionally, forced air heating flowed through the house because, you know, ghosts can get cold, I guess. In 1904, an earthquake hit San Jose, and the Winchester Mystery House sustained a lot of damage from the event. Because of this, the top three floors had to be removed, leaving it standing at only four stories. Now that we've covered the actual specs of the house, let's get spooky. As you know, getting spooky is about one of my favorite things to do. As I mentioned before, Sarah built the Winchester Mystery House for ghosties. Which means ghosts roamed the property of the Winchester Mystery House, apparently loving the strange architecture of the building. Okay, if I was a ghost, I don't know about you, but that layout would make me hella confused rather than just appreciate it. The contractors who worked on the house reported that Sarah would even have daily seances with local psychics in order to reach the good spirits in the house. The good spirits were consulted as third-party architects and were asked how to appease the ghosts Sarah had to keep building the house for. Essentially, these good spirits are the ones to blame for the weird layout of the house itself. Here's an interesting fun fact about the house. Only one of the 13 bathrooms was actually functional in an effort to confuse the ghosts. Consider me confused and I'm alive. You'd have to run around that maze just to find the one bathroom to take a pee. What if you were in the farthest bedroom from the bathroom? I'd never make it in time, and that's a nightmare in itself. Sarah would sleep in a different room every night and use secret passageways so that no ghosts could follow her to the next room. She lived her life like it was a colossal game of hide-and-seek, which either sounds very stressful or very fun depending on your point of view. After her death in 1922, Sarah Winchester left all of her belongings to her niece Marion. However, the Winchester Mystery House was never mentioned in that will. Some allege this is because the house truly belonged to the spirits that wandered its halls. After the house was emptied of Sarah's belongings, a local investor purchased the home. Literally only five months later, the Winchester Mystery House was open for public tours. Even today, the Winchester Mystery House has surprises to offer. In 2016, a secret attic was discovered. Inside was a pump organ, a Victorian couch, a dress, a sewing machine, and various Victorian paintings. Honestly, it just sounds like our girl Sarah was a supreme shopper and I am so here for it. Over 12 million people have gone to visit the Mystery House since the doors opened in 1922. To this day, the Winchester House is a destination for thrill-seekers and believers in the paranormal. One area that has the highest reports of activity is the third floor. The third floor was actually the servants' quarters. In a Reddit thread, a Winchester employee confirmed that the house's floor is the spookiest because it's most cut off from the rest of the house, which is why the employees were able to live out their lives mostly in peace. It's so isolated, in fact, that you can't even hear the other tours in the house on the other floors. 
Visitors who have taken the tour have heard footsteps in Sarah Winchester's bedroom, like someone is pacing, as well as doorknobs turning by themselves and feeling a cold chill. Some people have even temporarily lost their vision. I don't know if I believe the Winchester Mystery House is actually haunted, at least in the stereotypical way that we think it is, with apparitions, ghosts, and spirits. The house itself may be an oddity, and Sarah too, but I don't think it's a hellish playground for things that go bump in the night. I just think it's a sad place. I think there's a lot of grief that Sarah experienced, and often by herself. She lost her daughter and right after her husband, and felt responsible for a fortune she didn't even want in the first place. She felt guilty. And bad. She blamed herself that she was living lavishly, while people everywhere were dying with the weapons of her husband's design. There's definitely something wrong with that house, aside from the obvious strange and nonsensical layout. I think Sarah Winchester felt a lot, and that negative energy poured out in different ways, like the feelings of being cursed and the belief that she could never stop building and creating as a way to appease the people who didn't have the best life. I don't think the Winchester house was a cage or a maze for the dead. I think it's just a physical representation for whatever it was that was going on in Sarah's head at that time. She didn't know how to repair the damage that those weapons caused. This was the only thing she felt like she could actually do for people. So she did it, and she did it big, so I think we gotta give her something for that. I mean, she definitely created an interesting house. It's one of a kind, and so was she. I'm really hoping that one day we'll uncover some secret diary of Sarah Winchester's, that this entire thing was a complete ruse and she was doing it just to get a laugh out of people. I mean, she was already ostracized for being such a quote-unquote unruly woman in society, so maybe she was doing this just to get a laugh out of people. I mean, I would. It certainly made things entertaining, am I right? And with that, we conclude our third episode of The Bazaar. Thank you so much for joining me today for this kooky tale about an extremely kooky house. I'm going to start a new thing. Um, if you have something that you would like to be researched or something that you think you'd like to hear more about on this podcast, please let me know. Feel free to slide into my DMs on Instagram at The Bizarre Pod or on our Facebook page at The Bizarre Pod. It's The Bizarre Pod. And in case you're confused, bizarre is spelt with two R's, not one. A lot of people make that mistake. It's very easy to do. As well, I would really like to keep this passion project growing and building. Be sure to like, review, subscribe, and rate. Do whatever it is you have to do to keep this podcast alive. Maybe even do me a large favor and share it with your friends. Just one friend. I know it can be scary because this is probably a huge red flag in the wrong direction. People might think you're a psychopath. It's okay. We can be crazy together. You can find The Bazaar on Facebook, like I mentioned. Look for the same logo that you see here. As well as you can find The Bazaar on many different podcasting platforms, so make sure to check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. I don't know what else you listen to it on. Anywhere that you have a computer. Just take 15 minutes out of your day and listen to the sound of my soothing, soothing voice. Talk about things that in no way are soothing whatsoever. <laughs> All right, stay freaky. Peace out, nerds. <laughs>